Welcome to the Talking People and Technology Podcast. I'm Jared Cameron. We're live from HR Tech Fest during the lunch break, and I'm joined today by David Gazzarotto. Dave, how are you doing? Good, mate. Great to be here. We've got um, a fabulous Indian theme lunch today, which is going down a treat in the background. You probably hear that. Yes, we'll do our best to keep our voices up. And we're joined today by Jennifer McClure, who's our CEO of Disrupt HR and the president of Unbridled Talent. Welcome to Australia, Jennifer. How are you? Thank you. Good day. I've been practicing that. Oh, nice one. Did I do it right? Yeah, yeah you did fine. Good. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, you've, you've been emceeing the event, so you must have had a few opportunities to practice some of your, your Australian I language. I did, but I didn't get much of a response from the audience. So. <laughs> it's hard when you have 500 people in front of you, though, right, isn't it? Right, my southern accent might be, uh, make it, take it down a little bit. <laughs> Now, um, so Jennifer, you're down in Australia for a week or a couple of days. Are you just sort of in and out or? No, I came in on Sunday and I'll be here through Sunday. So oh, after great. today, I'm looking forward to actually going out of doors and seeing some of the country. Oh, awesome. wow. Excellent. Any specific plans anywhere, anywhere you're going to be going to? You've... I think I'm going to do the Ocean Cliffs. Is yeah. that what it is? Great Ocean Road. Yeah. yeah. So I like to do stuff like that. I like yeah. to get out and see things. It's a great spot. Mm-hmm. Go out and experience a bit of Australia. Yeah. Now, um. As well as emceeing, you're also speaking, or you spoke, you know, yesterday at the conference, right? So, um, you, the title for your speech, I thought, was uh, was really cool. The rebellious, what have I got here? The rebellious future of HR, do you have the internal culture to succeed in innovation? That's right. Give we us like, a little uh, summary on what that is. We like to ask big questions. Well, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, I'm the CEO of Disrupt HR and kind of uh, using that theme of what we're hearing from the talks that come out of that and bringing it into a session to really talk to people about what they consider disruption to be, what I consider disruption to be, and also how we can think about applying some of the disruptive principles from companies like Uber or Airbnb or mm. Netflix, the ones that typically come to mind when you think of disruption, and, and think about how we can bring that into the world of HR and recruiting. Tell us a bit about Disrupt HR because, you know, I look, had a look online about that and I, I got rather excited when I saw the sort of the concept. So tell us about what is it? Sure. You can, first of all, go to the website, disrupthr.co, uh, and there you can find out about Disrupt HR and that's where the rebellious uh, future of, H, of the workforce, I believe, comes from. That's kind of our tagline. And these are community-organized, volunteer-led events anywhere in the world. So anyone can raise their hand and say they want to organize a Disrupt HR event. There you go. Dave's we have a volunteer. Up. Good for radio when you stick your hand up. David has raised his hand for those of you that can't see. Um, and it's basically that. You want to, to organize an event. We give you a toolkit. I cheerlead for you. I help you promote your event. I connect you with our community of organizers. And as of today, we have 63 cities and 11 different countries. That's so, awesome. wow. um, you know, we, and we're growing every week. And I, I think it's... What's really cool about it is that uh, it's an opportunity because there are five-minute talks, 20 slides that advance every 15 seconds. The events are able to really tap into people that maybe never get to speak at a conference like mm, this yeah. or never would consider it. They don't want to give an hour-long talk, but they're willing to give a five-minute talk in a format where if they mess up, it's okay. You know, yeah. people are drinking. They're having fun. Um, but we then take videos of all the talks, and they're on the website at disrupthr.co slash talks. Mm. And we have over 550 videos out there oh, today wow. of these five-minute talks. And so they can share their idea. So we steal a little bit of the format from Ignite. Yeah. And we steal the idea from Ted of ideas worth sharing and apply that to the HR recruiting space. 
Yeah, it's that's really fantastic. Cool. I know um, I was at uh, HR Tech in Chicago a few mm-hmm. weeks back, and you did a disrupt on the day before, I think? No, I think, well, HR Tech World, uh, through Cornerstone, they have a Disrupt HR startup competition. Yep. So that's different. Ah, and at whoops. the HR Tech conference in Chicago, they did some five-minute talks, yeah. but I don't believe they called them Disrupt HR. Okay, so well, you're so you've, you've infused yourself so broadly now that I just assumed yeah. it was a Disrupt uh, Well, event, the so. reality is, you know, it's... <laughs> Everybody should be disruptive, so we don't own that idea or that no, concept. No. Um, but you can't right now find the videos of the five-minute talks anywhere but other than on our site. It's yeah, good, good cool. length, too, isn't it? I mean, if you imagine the, the people that might watch that through the sort of the lessons we have from YouTube, and, and we even see this, you know, when we run webinars and we host them on YouTube afterwards, people will watch them for three to five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the length of time that we've got the attention for. So probably right. good duration for... For yeah, that audience too. And we see the same. I mean, and that's why we tell our speakers that average view time, I think, on our videos is like a minute 45. Oh, there you go. So if you don't capture someone's attention right away, they don't listen to you. They don't How did you build Groundswell? You know, you've, you've started up this concept which really relies on people taking the initiative to, to start their own events and to invite people and, you know, to collaborate with yourself. How did you get a Groundswell to get, did you say it was 63 63 cities. cities. Yeah. yeah. How, did you, how did you get to a point where that has started to build its own momentum? You start with one, right? Mm-hmm. We started in Cincinnati in December 2013. So our founder and myself started the event in Cincinnati. A friend of mine came from Denver. So we had the idea, you know, had the first event. A friend of mine attended from Denver. She asked if she could take it to Denver. And from there, someone from, I believe, Toronto yeah. saw about it. And then it was like a few at a time. And mid-year 2015, we said, you know, there are about 12 cities at the time. This looks like something that can go worldwide. So we built out the website, really started sharing the videos on social media. And I love talking to, you know, people inquire. There's a form on the site to inquire if you want to disrupt your city. And so each of those people I have a conversation with. And I always love to say, how did you hear about Disrupt HR? And it's amazing, you know. Someone, a friend of theirs told them about it, or they attended an event, or they saw a video on social media. So there are just a lot of ways that it's getting out there. And I think people then visit the site, see that they can organize an event, and it goes from there. That's awesome. So you obviously um, get around to a lot of these disruptive events yourself. And uh, so what are, what, are some, what are kind of the top three disruptors you're seeing in, in HR? The top three disruptors or yeah. the topics? Well, topics, I guess. Yeah, what are they, yeah. What, what are people talking about in terms of disrupting HR? Yeah, I mentioned that yesterday in my session here at HR Tech Fest. Um, we actually, I haven't attended very many of the events. I'm happy. I'm free to go. Anybody wants to fly me there, I'm happy to go. <laughs> <laughs> I've spoken at three different ones, but um, I am watching all the videos so that I can load them up into social media and share them. So I'm probably about 300 videos in, mm. and I haven't done like an official chart, but I can tell you that the topics are. Most popular topics are culture, performance reviews, millennials, and then kind of just leadership in general. Right. And so the interesting thing is, of those topics, there's not a lot of really disruptive things being shared about that. Mm. You know, somebody gets up and they want to talk about culture or what they did, or they want to talk about, I'm a millennial, and please don't, you know, say I want a trophy and all that. Um, so what's interesting is the people who really do kind of flip those ideas on their head, those are the great talks. The yeah. others are good. Um, but there are some people like one of the talks that's one of my favorites is a guy who talked about how do millennials actually manage older workers? 
So a different take on the idea. Usually it's millennials and how do you work with us? But he was like, I'm a millennial and I manage people that are boomers and Generation yeah. Xers. And here's some tips for you. You know, other than the 20 tips to manage millennials, there's it's the funny. 10 tips to manage the old people. You know, so <laughs> yeah. um, I think those are the interesting ones where people take. Uh, I watched a video last week where uh, the title was basically "Managers Should Play Favorites," and her theory was is that. You are not a good leader if you're not actually paying attention to and creating favorites in your yeah. employees because those are the people that actually get the work done. Yeah. So taking a little bit <laughs> of a controversial spin controversial, on a traditional topic, I think <laughs> those are the ones where, again, that's disruption where you're thinking about doing something no one's done before and doing it in a different way. That's really interesting. I think it's a great concept and... You know, I think it's a, it's just a good way of really starting to create a community of people that are sharing ideas. And I like the idea of almost the counterculture mm-hmm. that comes out of it, the sort of the opposites. That's really nifty. Really right. like yeah, it. Good. Yeah. yeah so how, what, what was the um, path you trod to get to uh, you know, doing the Disrupt HR thing? You've, have you been an HR practitioner? Or I was background? an HR practitioner for about 20 years. Yep. So recruiting HR practitioner, leader, and executive. Um, and the company, the last company I worked for, we were sold and... The executives got booted out onto the street, and I kind of was like, oh, maybe I'll start my own business. So you and were disrupted. I was disrupted, even though I knew it was coming. But like a lot of people, I knew yep. it was coming, but I didn't do anything until the day of. And I went, whoa, I have no plan. Um, so I thought I might start my own business then, but got a lot of great advice from people. You are not ready to start your own business. <laughs> <laughs> so I went into executive recruiting and did that third-party recruiting for a while. Yep. Uh, during that time, started talking to people about how to network, how to build a brand online, how to recruit using social media, which that turned into being invited to places to speak. And yep. that's ultimately what I wanted to do. And so it kind of took a natural progression. And in 2010, went out on my own, starting yeah. speaking, training, coaching. Mm-hmm. I, um, right, yeah. I was really, I liked something that you had on your LinkedIn profile, actually. I noticed that you put your job title down as the chief excitement officer. That's right. Tell us about that. Because I am the head cheerleader of Disrupt HR. Really, I mean, it's (laughs) myself and our founder partners in the event. So I I don't like it when people are the CEO of one. Or uh, so he told me. He said, "I said, well, what am I? A co-founder? I'm not a co-founder necessarily. I'm a partner." And he said, "You're the CEO." And I said, "Great, Chief Excitement Officer." It is. (laughs) So, So my job is to be excited about your events and your talks and share them with the world. And that's the best job in the world. Yeah, it's awesome. I might steal that actually. (laughs) I don't have shareholders. I have to answer to so. You're, I mean, you're, you're the CEO of Future Knowledge, Dave, so Chief Excitement Officer I'm as well. I'm very excitable. You are excitable. <laughs> I hope that I excite other people as well. I'm he, not he sure they do much CEO in a traditional sense. Work, <laughs> that's done by a lot of talented people around our organization yeah. that I'm not one of. Yeah. So that maybe that is a great title to assume under <laughs> the license from Jen. <laughs> you can use it. Use it freely. Thank you. And I guess, you know, Jennifer, coming down to, down to Australia and attending HR Tech Fest down here, you know, what are some of the takeaways you'll have from your time of your last, you know, the two days you've been here? Have there been any sort of things that you've absorbed and you've gone, oh, it's a bit different or something interesting? Um, I guess I w- didn't really know what to expect because I have spoken, you know, we do have a Disrupt HR event in Melbourne and Sydney. Uh, and so I've spoken to people here. And, and usually I hear from people in Australia or New Zealand area that, that, HR is behind here, you know, maybe behind the U.S. And so I wasn't really sure what to expect. But the presentations that have been happening here at HR Tech Fest are people who are really out there, I think, on the leading edge and really a lot about digital, obviously, this HR Tech Fest. But, you know, how technology is not the answer, but it's an enabler of what we need to do. And, And I think that... That is actually future thinking because a lot of what we've been talking about forever is how technology is the answer. So the fact that people are realizing that it's, it's a tool 
yeah. um, to still the human mind, the human brain, the ability to think strategically, to interact with other people is really important. So how can we use all these tools to move our organizations forward? And then also, how, how do we make it seamless in terms of how people both come into our organization, live and work within our organization, and, and deal with the technology that why is it so much easier to go online and ask Google a question or to order something off of Amazon and then at, at the corporate office it's yeah. so much more difficult to use the same technology to do very simple things. I mean, that, that's actually been a, a real theme I think of this conference. We've probably spoken to two or three, you know, actually I guess you might be the fourth person now that has talked about looking at the consumer experience and mm-hmm. saying how do we influence the employee experience? What do we learn from a digital consumer experience that just works so beautifully? Right. And why can't we have that experience for our staff? So you, you, know. you think about it from a human resources and recruiting perspective for so long, and I was certainly in that world, you know, with most of my career, it was a gift to you if we considered you for our job. You know, you, you applied, you yeah, sent a yeah. resume through the post office to us or over the, the fax machine with the rolled up paper, and if we called you, it was a bonus. But now people really don't have that attention span to go through a process that's difficult because it's just not their, the way they think about it. So we've had to, as employers, really start to think differently about we are not the head of the dog. Um, you know, we are, we are the tail, you know, yeah. uh, and we don't wag the dog. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There's that kind of reverse psychology thing happening on us again, isn't it? So sort of looking at things in I the opposite. Did I flip some on you there? Yeah, you flipped it. Well done. <laughs> Yeah, oh, Jennifer, <laughs> thank you. It's been great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think um, we're, this this whole uh, um, focus, there's a movement away from process-centric HR to people-centric HR, and I think you and I tracked a similar length of time in you know the HR world, and I've seen that with my own eyes. I think what's happened here in this market is because of cloud technology, we've been able to catch up and really get back on the pointy end of innovation, how we go about supporting people in that people-centric model. Mm-hmm. Because before cloud, we had to wait you know, two or three years before these great ideas from North America would filter down through the vendors and right. out here. So um, you know, I think that's a, a, been, a, been a strong part of it. So I guess you, you, you're probably getting a sense of um, you know, there's not, not a huge difference in the sorts of challenges we're trying to address and, and how we're doing that in, in this part of the world. Would you concur with that? I would. And I think, you know, one of the speakers mentioned yesterday, it really is, I think, a huge opportunity for HR to lead, to yeah. be on the forefront, because it really is about communication. It's about the employee experience. It's about, you know, how we use our employees and their knowledge to reach our customers. And all of that's enabled through technology. Mm. So if we can be forward thinking and how we allow our employees to, you know, use their skills and use the technology and be less command and control, um, it's really a way for us to make, remain competitive, I think, in today's world that, you know, before it was about, well, you can't do this mm, on the technology or you can't do that. And mm. uh, we have all these gates around it. And even, you know, you had to be in the office where you had a desk and a place to sit. And now it really is about where is the talent located in the world. And through technology, we can employ people anywhere, anytime yeah, for yeah. the most part. You know, people will say, well, a nurse can't be virtual. Well, I have a, a sister-in-law who is a nurse manager who works virtually. Yeah. You know, so she manages a team of nurses via, you know, Skype and via technology. Yeah. So she doesn't have to be in the hospital. She has a very unique skill set, highly in demand. And so her company allows her to work that way. So it can be done in almost every case. It's amazing when you start to think about, you know, how that will transform so many industries that you traditionally think 
won't be transformed. But, you know, you just gave a great example there. It can be done anywhere. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us, Jennifer. That's been really, really insightful talking about Disrupt HR and about your sort of insights into this conference of HR Tech Fest. Hopefully you enjoy the rest of the day and, you know, you'll be able to knock off eventually by five o'clock and... We'll see. If I keep things on time, then yeah, yes, if you I keep will. Us, keep us cracking along on time. <laughs> I will make sure we're done on time. <laughs> and I think Dave and I will be sure to go and check out Disrupt HR online and um, have a look at some of those five-minute presenta- presentations. Absolutely. And might have a dis- Disrupt HR in Christchurch, Jared. Mate, we should start disrupting everywhere. There's all of three companies there. That'd be oh. a really well, nice. all it takes is a willing mind. Hey, we got an inquiry last week from Bemidji, Minnesota. And go. I had to Google that because I thought it was a new country wow. that I'd never heard of. So, there you go. so if Bemidji, Minnesota can disrupt, yep. then Christchurch can disrupt. Go. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks for your time, Jennifer. Have a great rest of the conference. All right. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers.